It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, the Oklahoma City Thunder get a comeback win over the Houston Rockets, snapping a losing streak in Houston, why that matters, and Chet Holmgren takes over this game. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member, and beat writer for InsideTheThunder.com, Ryland Styles. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 bet that you win. 150 bucks is there for you for your betting wins on $5 or more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today. We're talking about the Thunder coming back against the Houston Rockets. So this game was uh, a, a game where you come in and you're taking on the Houston Rockets. You've lost five straight in Houston. You're on a winning streak and you know everything's going good for the Thunder, but against the Rockets specifically, you've lost five straight in Houston. The last time that the Thunder played Houston, they didn't have energy. They didn't have, you know, the, the, the proper effort. And Houston brought out the, you know, the the putting a center on Josh Giddy and exposing uh that that mismatch, that that kind of advantage for other teams. So uh whenever you go into this game in the first quarter, you know, it was a kind of a feel it out process in the first quarter. They were trading buckets. Houston went on a little mini run, but the Thunder were able to close the gap uh, and, and use uh, J Dub to go the length of the floor at the buzzer into the first to get that back to like a three point game going into the second. However, in that second quarter, the Thunder got down by 16 points. And once again, it looks like you're playing in Houston. Houston's, a, Houston's an interesting matchup for OKC where they can kind of match up with them uh, because of their athleticism, because of their size. You know, like they can they can play physically with OKC. They can also outpace OKC. So they're a team that uh, right out of the shoot is not overwhelmed by the Thunder's transitional style that they can kind of keep up and, and at times play faster than OKC depending upon the lineup. So it's an interesting matchup. And then you get into the fact where you know, the Thunder just were not playing up to their standards. Like, like it, there, there's nothing more you can say besides whenever you get out physical, when you get out efforted, when you get, um, you know, a offensive flow that just gets disrupted so much, you're not going to win those games. It doesn't matter what anything else, what goes on anywhere else. If you're not playing with effort, if you're not playing with physicality, if you're not, if you're not protecting the basketball and doing your job, you're not going to win against any team. And you get down 16 points. 
what I think was interesting in this game, or what was what was um, something that you should take away from this game, was that the Thunder got down by 16, and then they didn't, you know, give up. They didn't let go of the rope. They just kept chipping away. It was their two stars, you know, they're, you know, they're a big three, and that is GA, Chet, and J-Dub, uh, that really helped pull this game back out from what it was at a 16-point deficit to eventually go up 17 points themselves. This was their 12th double-digit comeback win of the season. That's the most in the NBA. And I think that that matters. I think that that is something that you can take and continue to draw from as, hey, that's like, you know, that's like an, a, a feather in their cap of being contenders because in the postseason, everything's not going to go right. In the postseason, you're going to get behind. You're going to have games where you start out bad. And in a best of seven format, if you have a couple of those and, and, and you hit adversity like that and all you do is pack it up, you're going to be singing one, two, three Cancun pretty soon. You're going to have to uh, have that ability to overcome adversity on the road like they did against Houston and just in general when they get down and when they're not playing their, their best basketball. You can't point the finger. You can't you know turn on each other. You can't. Uh, you know, just throw your hands up and say, well, this game's over. You've got to continue to press the issue and, and, and fight back in these games. And that's something that they've done 12 times, the best in the NBA. Now, obviously, you don't want to get down. You don't want to get down 16 points. You don't want to get down double digits. You don't, you don't, you don't want to do that. But it's bound to happen. It, it's, it's, it's the nature of basketball. It's bound to happen to you. And when it does, how do you react to that? When it does, what can you change and what can you improve upon? And the Thunder have a roster where they're, they're able to pivot. They're able to improve, um, you know, situationally because they have some good situational players and they have a good head coach that can spot these things. And they have what it takes to be contenders. Like, look, you have to handle adversity as contenders. I think that, that the Thunder have shown that they can handle adversity. You have to have star, a star or multiple stars. The Thunder have one of the best players in the NBA in SGA. And then you've seen what Jada and Chet can do playing at that all-star caliber level, especially you saw Chet take over this game. So they have that star power. you got to have a quality head coach, and the Thunder do have that. You've got to have you know really complimentary role players, and the Thunder have that as well, especially if Lou Dort is shooting the way he's shooting right now. And so while it was a frustrating start or a sloppy start for Oklahoma City, the way that they ended the game should vastly encourage you for their future um and, and, and for their outlook this season, they've now clinched 40 wins before 20 losses. And according to Phil Jackson, the legendary Hall of Fame head coach, that separates them as contenders because of his 40 games before 20 losses theory, which has bared out to be you know true for the most part. Like if you if you do win 40 games before 20 losses, you're obviously a very good team and you're going to have postseason success to varying degrees. Like this is a really, really, really good Thunder team. In each game, they kind of show you this new layer of, of why or how that is. The Thunder also have the longest winning streak uh, uh, in the Western Conference of five games. It's the best record uh, in the West tied for, of course, 40 and 17. And I think that the Thunder just kept coming at Houston and never let up. That was their big thing. I think you go back to that uh, there, there was a there was a sequence where uh, SGA 
hit like a like a step back uh, mid range shot, and Houston calls a timeout, and the Thunder are down. I want to say it was four, down four or five, and he just you know was smiling, skipping to the huddle, and, and Chet smiling and laughing, and and it was right whenever he you know actually actually passed Michael Cage on the uh, scoring list, but like that that timeout, even though they were down, even though uh, they had just made this run, it was not like this this doomsday timeout. It was not like this weird vibe. They were all happy, excited, uh, and, and emotionally, you could not tell by looking at that timeout what the score would be. And the fact that you can look at this team and never truly know what the score is, good or bad, I think just shows you how steady and consistent that this team is. They're going to go out there and they're going to try to play their way and they're going to work through some issues. Again, they got down 16 points, but they battled through 16 lead changes. They battled through seven ties and they were able to get this win against Houston. Because at the, at the end of the day, you just have to win games. So I think that their their consistency and their resilient uh, resiliency really showed off in this game. They ended up shooting 47% from the floor, which is better than the 40% from Houston. They shot 48% from three, which is better than the 39% from Houston. And they shot 93% from the free throw line, which is better than the 78% from Houston. OKC shot 46% in the paint. I'm sorry, not percent, 46 points in the paint. Houston had uh, 36 points. OKC was a plus 10 there. Houston was a plus three in uh, second chance points. And then here's the big kicker, you know, again, where, where Houston is kind of uh, able able to turn some things on their on their head a little bit. Houston had 20 fast break points to OKC's two. That is something that's typically uh, flipped. Thunder had under 10 turnovers. They had nine turnovers. Houston had 18 turnovers, but Houston did win the rebounding battle. This is the first time since the Gordon Hayward trade that the Thunder have, uh, have lost the rebounding battle. They lost it 60 to 52. But it was obviously a very frustrating uh, middle portion of the game. But the Thunder made a run to close the second. And then in the third quarter, they made this, this you know, what was it, 15 to 2 run that really helped them switch uh, the game over. And they never looked back from that run and just continued to build upon that. And eventually, they turned it into garbage time in their favor on the road. Now, these two teams are going to get back after it on Tuesday in OKC. I think that will be another um, good test because. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, Ime Yudoka is a really good coach. I think that the, the Rockets have some pieces that are very interesting. And I think that the Rockets are going to you know, use this baseball-style series to try to adjust and, and, and eliminate uh, what they did wrong down the stretch of this game. And the Thunder can do the same thing. That's the kind of the beauty of these baseball-style series is you get to see what went wrong to cause you to get down 16 for the Rockets, cause you to get down 17, and see if you can mitigate that or flip that just in a couple of days. Right, it's it's more of a, it's like a soft launch for the postseason. Let's see what the Thunder do and the Rockets do um, because of it. So I'm very interested in that. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, whenever we're going to talk about Chet Holmgren taking over this game, we're going to do that coming up. But first, I want to say right now, 
But good friends over at Grammarly, folks, check out Grammarly right now. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast right now. Uh, they're awesome. You want to go there because Grammarly is something that I use every single day. No matter what kind of work you do or how you communicate, that is the key portion of it is communication. It's, if it's emails or reports or presentations, uh, th this is so important to have the uh, uh, collaboration that you need to get things done and get things done right. Grammarly can help you do that. They have an AI writing partner that helps you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. But also they help you, of course, just shape up your sentences and, and, and make sure that your, your grammar's on point and spelling's on point with Grammarly. They're really, really awesome because again, I use them every single day uh, with InsideTheThunder.com and also uh, writing the outline for this show, making sure everything's uh, written properly and, and and everything's in the right place. So check it out today because 90, 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing. And Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. Grammarly right now is helping you uh, understand writing and context, and they provide relevant personalized suggestions for your writing. The tone suggestions help you navigate more uh, of those difficult conversations at work. So it can help you uh, kind of fix your tone and work on your tone and how it comes off in uh, written form. So right now you can save with one click and go from editing drafts uh, in, in hours to just editing them in seconds. 93% of professionals using Grammarly Premium report that it helps them get more work done. So Grammarly is the gold standard of uh, res uh, responsible AI with 14 years of experience and just about every IT certification under the sun. So Grammarly is going to secure AA writing partners uh, for you that helps you uh, and your team get to the point and move faster. So go check it out today because it makes a big difference and go to Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y.com slash podcast. Go there right now. It is going to be awesome for you. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. What a game this was for Oklahoma City. They were able to come out and beat Houston after getting down by 16 points. And a large part of that was due to Chet Holmgren. You look at Chet Holmgren. He finishes with 29 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, a steal, and 3 blocks. That is a stat line uh, that only Kevin Durant has accomplished uh, in, in his in his career, uh, in his Thunder career, Thunder history. And so with Chet Holmgren, the majority of that came in the second half. The majority of that came when the Thunder needed him. I mean, he started the, he started the third quarter and he got like a block, three, and assist all in the blink of an eye. Chet Holmgren was massive in this game. I think that the biggest part for Holmgren is that as the season's progressed, as the season's gone on, he's gotten more and more aggressive. And with that um, aggression comes that he exploits mismatches and that he is finding avenues that he can, is finding avenues that he can exploit like a smaller guard on him or whenever he was going through the lane and, and he contorts his body, then jump stops and dunks over two people like that stuff, being more willing to um, be explorative and how he's scoring the basketball is maintaining efficiency. He shot 68% from the floor, but creating advantages to help this thunder offense. 
And then he shot five for eight from three, shooting 62% from beyond the arc. He just gets it done on both ends. And, and, and he was a plus 10 in this game. Like the, the difference in shot Holmgren is that you can, you can see just how uh, fresh his legs are. And, if that's a real thing, right? If 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 fresh legs for Chet Holmgren is like the real reason why he's performing so well post All Star break than he did at the at the end of January, you got to be very excited about what the playoffs will appear like, especially right out of the gate. Because with the Thunder, um, you know, in line in the driver's seat to be a top four seed and not be in the playing tournament, they're gonna get a full week off. So. That's a longer all-star break. That's longer than the all-star break. You're going to need a full week off and likely get to play at home, of course, if they're a top four seed uh, for that opening game. So that limits, that takes away a day of travel. Like Chet will be extremely fresh for the first round playoff series if you want to uh, overcast it that far. But I think that what Chet Holmgren was able to do was he came out and was a tone setter. I think that what SGA did in this game was being a steady, consistent, I'm going to do my job, right? I'm If you're SGA, he's going to do his job. He's going to go get his 30 points, and he's going to lead by example. I think that Chet Holmgren went out, and he just gave you so much energy in a quick manner. Again, that third quarter sequence of like block, assist, three, block, assist, dunk. Like those things add up, and, and you can feed off of that, especially on the road as a team. Uh, that he was really a tone setter. Because at first, things were way too easy in the paint for Houston. And, and that goes back to Houston was the way more physical team than OKC. But when that switch flipped, Houston no longer got easy shots in the paint. Chet had three blocks and, and more deterrence. He had a steal, and he was just a force down low. You, you flipped this over, and, and Shingun went 6 for 12 for 19 points. So he kind of labored a bit in this game. And I, I think that, you know, you look at Eamon Thompson. His first couple buckets were, were, were awesome. They were sweet. And he goes 2 for 10 at the end of it. You, you can continue on down the list of, of how this turned, in large part due to Chet Holmgren anchoring the middle and taking a game over offensively as a shooter and even had that put-back dunk on the missed three where he pulls himself up off the rim to kind of let out some, some, you know, celebration or some, some excitement. But when Chet Holmgren's playing like that and he's taking over games, and then you have SGA turning in 36 points, seven assists, five rebounds, three steals, and a block, and SGA hit a, hit a couple step back threes. He was two for three from three. SGA hit this just low block, contorting his body to the left, then going back right and throwing the ball up, um, up on his on his hand away from the basketball, and uh, and it went in somehow. Like he was just making these shots in the paint that were that were jaw dropping, even for him, who, who who's a guy that uh, hits tough shots and it becomes kind of normalized. Even for him, and they were just very, very tough shots that were going in and shot 56% from the floor doing so. Like those two guys being on it were all you really needed to see from OKC to, to eventually turn this game. Jalen Williams is one of the best players at going the length of the floor and knocking down a shot before the buzzer. That was very evident. Uh, that was very evident for, for the Thunder. 
So you look at Jalen Williams and his ability to go the length of the floor in like one second and get a shot off at the, as he did at the end of the first has been a consistent advantage for Oklahoma City for the entire season. Like he is one of the best in the NBA at doing that. And I think that those plays like that, that are that are plays that can really ignite a team or, or excite a team, uh, help the Thunder in a big way, plus defensively uh, his ability to switch and play well. But going back to Chet Holmgren, uh, one last time, because how could you, how could you not continue to talk about Chet Holmgren after that game? Chet Holmgren's big, the big thing for Chet Holmgren is that he confuses defenses, and there's and he creates matchup problems for the Thunder, because when you have a guy like Shingun out there, uh, he can't defend Chet Holmgren out in space. He he just can't do it, and that forces you to change how you how you set up your defense. Because it's not just picking on Shingun, but like there's just not going to be a ton of traditional fives that can go and guard Chet Holmgren. You're not going to have a lot of centers around the NBA who are playing that center spot like Chet is, who can defend him in space, who can defend him uh, off the dribble, off the catch, who can get out enough on, on the pick and pop, and who can take away him on the roll. Because if you, if you play up on him and start trying to take away that three-pointer, he's going to be able to sprint toward the rim, dive at the rim, and get easy looks. So... He creates such a matchup problem that him being more aggressive only further and further um, exploits that, only further and further puts that on display. And it was on display against Houston. And there was just no way to truly combat it for Houston because even whenever they tried Jeff Green, whenever they tried to uh, you know, switch who, who was playing the center position, maybe going a little bit smaller, like it, didn't, it didn't work in that lane either. Uh, and, and so I, I don't really think that people look at how difficult it is to match up with the Thunder whenever, especially these lineups where it's like Shea and Joe and, and Lou Dore, and you have all these guys who are out there that uh, can complement uh, Chet Holmgren where you don't want to put them on, on – you know, the big man on a shooter in the corner, but you also want to put them on Chet Holmgren, you know, around the top of the key or in the slot. You just have so many issues defending Chet Holmgren if that's the case. So Chet Holmgren is just a matchup nightmare for teams. A matchup nightmare for teams. Coming up, let's talk Ludor, who deserves a lot of credit, and let's talk about their rotations and lineups as well. But first, I want to tell you right now, about our good friends over at Stitch Fix. Check out stitchfix.com slash locked on. That's stitchfix.com slash locked on. Because right now, you know that instant confidence that you get with that boost that you get from that outfit that looks really good. And so that's what you will get with Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix gives you a stylist who understands your style, sizes, budgets, and they can help uh, make shopping easy for you. The easiest way to update your wardrobe this season is with Stitch Fix. You can easily upgrade your wardrobe all year long with a professional stylist that helps you find new on-trend favorites that will work for you. Uh, so go there right now. You give your stylist the size, the style, and the budget of your preference. You open up the box, and then you see what you want, and uh, you can keep what you want and then send back what you don't. No subscription required. Uh, they send you five pieces, uh, plus they have the outfit recommended uh, and, and pro-style advices, and you try them on. You, you try which ones you like and you send the rest back, your stylist helps you find the right pieces for you uh, and help you keep your outfits on point. So go there right now to, to the Stitch Fix and find what is great for you. And if you don't love it, just send it back. Shipping, returns, and exchanges are always free. So go there right now to Stitch Fix. Your style can make you look good uh, and on point. So go there right now to stitchfix.com slash locked on. That's stitchfix.com slash locked on. 
stitchfix.com slash locked on. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder basketball. Folks, check out the Lockdown Sports Today YouTube channel. It's a 24-hour streaming channel uh, on Amazon Fire TV, uh, on, on the Fire TV channel app, and on YouTube. 24-hour streaming of all the best stories, biggest stories uh, from Lockdown, plus the national stories covering every single league. So go find Lockdown Sports Today right now on the free Amazon Fire TV channel app or um, on YouTube as well. So now let's dive into the rest of this game where Lou Dort, Ludo deserves so much credit. In, in this winning streak, he's shooting over 57% from three. He came into this game shooting 57.9% from three in this four-game winning streak. Now it's at five games, and he's and he shot four for six in this contest. Lou Dort has been awesome shooting the basketball. And I, I think that that is the biggest um, advantage for OKC. Like that, Whenever he's shooting the ball well, it, it's going to be very, very, very tough to beat OKC. Flat out. Because the the odds of him shooting well and everyone else being being uh, poor are very slim. So if he's shooting well, plus you have the traditional SGA game, plus you have J.W. Chet having a great game and the other one having a solid game, you're just not going to be able to really hang with this Thunder team if that's the case. 16 points, five rebounds, two assists, all on the uh, all on the offensive end. And then you know what he's capable of defensively. He got a steal in this game, but more importantly, you look at what he was able to take away. Jalen Green went five for thirteen. Fred Van Vliet, uh, he, he started out hot. He hit some threes. Good for good for uh, Fred Van Vliet. He went seven for sixteen. Eamon Thompson again came in, uh, had some nice, had a couple nice buckets. He goes two for ten. Like you look at this, you know, roster. Travari Smith shot forty percent from the floor. You know, Dylan Brooks forty percent from the floor. Like he's able to switch and fight through screens and draw illegal screens and uh, absorb contact and, and and bring that physicality and energy defensively. He's able to just blow up possessions and in them right away. It was a plus 17 in this game. Lou Dort was a plus 17. Chet was a plus 10. SJ was a plus 17. Like, and, and Isaiah Joe was a plus 11 and Wiggins was a plus 10. Like those are the guys that really helped you get where you wanted to go uh, for this game. And I think that whenever Lou Dort is shooting the ball well, and to his credit, Lou Dort has been fantastic this season. Yes, he had a, a mini little um, slump. That that is going to happen to every single player that's not named SGA. Like SGA is just a, is just remarkably consistent, but every other player is going to go through lulls and go through little droughts. But when you look at Lou Dort, he has improved upon everything that you've wanted him to. He's improved upon his decision making. Uh, with the ball in his hands, he's improved upon uh, his rim finishing. It's still not great, but it's an improved by his standards, uh, largely because of his uh, better decision making. And he's improved as, as a three point shooter. He's shooting over 40% from three. He is shooting over 40% from three this season. Plus, with that uptick offensively, it has not cost him at all defensively. 
He's still been a high-level defender. And when you surround him with guys like Kaysen and J-Dub and Chet and Shea, you're going to see that, that he plays even better defense because he's got help around him. And he's funneling the action to guys who can, who can deter shots at the rim. So Lou Dort deserves a lot of credit for what he's been able to accomplish this year and how good he's been in contributing to uh, this Thunder roster and the fact that um, as as you're still looking at this Thunder team through the lenses of development, Lou Dort has made the significant development that you've been wanting for him to make for a long time. And this is something that we talked about on Lockdown Thunder all last year of like give Lou Dort another season with better players around him, with um, a, a more clear defined like pecking order of aggression of aggressive players. Like you know, SG is going to take shots. You know now, Jadav's going to take shots. You know now, Chet's going to take shots. So whenever those things are happening, and he's not forced, Ludor's not forced to be the second most aggressive player on the roster. Look how his efficiency goes up. Look how his offensive uh, you know role goes up, and it's been that for the majority of this season, outside of that scoring, you know, outside of that kind of um, mini shooting slump that he went on. Isaiah Joe was great as, a, as just a threat to space the floor. Plus, he continues to be good defensively. He had three steals in this game. Uh, Jay Will, there's just a lot of credit for being good in this game. Two for four from uh, the floor, one for three from three, um, and just provided you five rebounds off the bench and an assist. And he didn't play all that much. He played 11 minutes. But that first, like, the first, like, five-minute stretch was really what helped the Thunder get back on track and, and, and really what helped the Thunder just create a spark. Wiggins didn't score a bucket in this game, but yet he had the most impactful zero minutes off the zero points off the bench that I've ever seen because he's just flying around defensively and getting rebounds and getting stops for Oklahoma City. Uh, Wiggins did his job very, very well. Casey Wallace had a big three um, where it led into a timeout and the whole bench started celebrating. He also had a couple rebounds and an assist. Uh, Gordon Hayward, again, rebounded the ball very well, four rebounds, um, two assists for him, uh, but did not score in this game. And Kenny Hustle in four minutes was one for one. So credit to him uh, there. But the big thing was that Josh Giddy was just not good against the, the Houston Rockets. He, he was a plus minus of zero. Uh, he had nine rebounds and five assists, uh, three steals and a block. I think that he really uh, helped himself out at the at the beginning of the third quarter. Like he played a lot better defensively at that point. He was more engaged defensively. He got the steal of Shingun that led to a skip pass three for Chet Holmgren, which led to a timeout a minute into the half for uh Houston. That was a really good job by by Josh Kitty. Like Josh Kitty was not all terrible. It's just that whenever you shoot one for five uh and, and you and you go over oh from three, like whenever you shoot one for five, it's not gonna look good. Um that the, they were able to to crowd the paint whenever um, Josh Kitty was on the floor, which does not help the Thunder. And I just don't think that that lineup was a very um successful one that, that they tried out at the beginning of the second quarter where it was like Kenrich and Gordon and Josh and like that was just not a good lineup that it, it really didn't maximize anybody. It really didn't help anybody or serve anybody on the floor. Um, so I'm interested to see kind of where they find lineups, especially against Houston um, on Tuesday that can really help Josh Kitty Cause this is another bad Josh Kitty game against Houston. But again, I, I, I think that that second quarter lineup was, it was on Josh Kitty. Of course he didn't play well in that second quarter, but it also was just not a good lineup for anybody that was sharing the floor with him in, in that, in that sequence. Um, We'll see. We'll see how he can how he can do. At this point, we've talked about Josh Giddy a ton. You can go back and listen to many a podcast about Josh Giddy. Uh, but this is just not a good game from him. Uh, I think that we'll see what he does on Tuesday, which is going to be interesting because of the game's at like nine o'clock, and I cannot wait to see how weird that game is in person. Now, tomorrow's show. There's no game to recap. 
tonight, tomorrow's show will be a mailbag podcast. So drop your mailbag questions down below uh, and we'll get to all of them and discuss them ahead of that 9 p.m. Houston Rockets game. Until then, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.